Blog Talk Radio. VIP Ignite Podcast. I'm your host, Deneen White. Tonight, I'm really excited to have Corey Nickturn on the show. He is from upstate New York. He started modeling about six months ago after being referred to my guest, New York, L.A. agent Ryan Colby. Corey is in the beginning phase of his modeling and acting career, so I'm looking forward to finding out from him what it's like to go from upstate New York to pursuing modeling and acting. Later in the show, Ryan is going to answer a question that, if you're new to modeling and acting, you will want answered. Why do new models, actors, and musicians have to pay the upfront costs to get their careers started? Thank you both for joining me tonight. How are you? Hi. How are you? Great. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for joining me tonight. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to get to talk to you tonight. Me as well. So, Corey, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and your background? Uh, yeah, of course. So, I'm originally from upstate New York by Poughkeepsie. Uh, I come from a family of six. And before model and acting, I just was going to school at Dutchess Community College for performing arts. And before that, I was at Arlington High School. It's a pretty decent sized high school. And as far as hobbies, uh, I did motocross, swim, uh, motocross, snowboarding, um, a lot of hiking. And yeah, that's about it. That's awesome. So it sounds like you have a background, a very, really good background for modeling and acting since you went to a performing arts school. Now, when you went to the um, that performing arts school, do you, do you study all different types of performing arts, or did you have a concentration, or how did that work? Uh, yeah, we, we, did, we went over uh, dancing, uh, acting. There was an acting class, um, history classes for dancing and model or dancing and acting and I didn't get to finish the other courses because I took last semester off to pursue uh, modeling. Oh, that's cool. So here's a question for you. When did you first think, hey, you know what, I want to be a model and actor and how can I pursue that? Um, Originally, like, when I was young, I always wanted to do acting, and I just never thought, like, about actually pursuing it, because it was just, it it seemed, like, very far-fetched to me at first, but when I, after I finished high school, my mother told me to go to school for performing and arts, to give it a shot, see how I like it, and I did that, but that really didn't help me like get off my feet for my career, so to speak. I think the last six months have been 
a big game changer for me and like an eye opener for like this whole industry and what's to come next and the next steps to take in order to um, make my career happen. Now you're basically in like the testing and grooming phase of your career. So can you explain to me and to listeners what exactly that's like for you? Uh, Yeah, of course. Uh, A lot of test shoots. Um, I've been working a lot behind as background on set of TV shows. And that was really awesome because I got the experience you know, what it's like to be on set with, like, these production companies, these actors, and really see what it's like to be on set and experience it right there. Other than that, um, meeting a lot of people, the not just, like, the big names, like, also, like, the f- big photographers, like, it's good to meet them. The uh, also like the, the hair and makeup, the designers, all that sort of stuff, and that's that's really important because it's not just that the actors, like the big name actors, like The Rock, Leonardo DiCaprio, because um, like that's those were all the people I looked up to. And it's more of just them. Like, it's a whole production that comes together to make the movies what they are. Yeah, that's really cool because if you don't have, you can't have a, a whole production if you don't have the people in the background. Like, like, you watch television shows and you watch movies, and it's not just the main people. I mean, there's a, there's a whole set full of people that maybe get overlooked unless you're in that and you're one of the extras. So it's really cool that you got to see, you get to see the big picture and you're getting to do it so early in your career. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really exactly. exciting. Yeah, and so that's cool. So what's your favorite part of being on set? Um, uh, favorite part is probably when they tell us like, I don't know. My personal favorite part, yes, last week I was on a, in an actual studio and, like, the ceilings were 30 feet tall. And that was the first time, like, I actually got to see a legitimate studio. So I think, you know, experience, experiencing each different part. Like, before that, we I, the other TV show that I was working on, it was taking place at a park and it was just very different. But other than that, um, yeah. What about the food, Corey? You seem to always comment on that. The food? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they uh, feed us <laughs> breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, that's that's definitely a big perk. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> And it's yeah, not just, like, you have, like, 
good food. Yeah, like they have food trucks pull up, uh, like bacon, egg, and cheese, like omelets, whatever you want, like breakfast type food, toast, uh, French toast. Like they make it all. And I take everything I could stuff in my stomach. But I. Yeah. Yeah, all the talent like the food because you don't have to pay for it. And you can eat as much as you want, and they love it. So. That's always I'm not talented, but that sounds pretty fantastic to me. I wish a food truck would pull up in front of my job every day. <laughs> I'd eat my heart with consent. That's <laughs> all for free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for free, even better, right? And yeah. and some of these chefs that do the food are actually award-winning chefs, like Wolfgang Puck, and they, especially the bigger movies. I mean, some of the TV shows know because they don't have the budget, but some of these huge movies, these action movies. They pull out. They are not playing. They have lobster and, and filet mignon and, and oh, oysters, yeah. caviar. Like it is not a joke, you know. <laughs> wow. Now, now I now I think maybe I want to take acting classes so that I can become an actor. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so definitely hear, one of my so, favorite parts. <laughs> yeah, that that was definitely. I mean, that's definitely a job perk right there. So, Brian told me that you're taking acting classes at your local college. How's that going for you? It's going well. Um, I took this semester off, but I think I'm going to start next semester off on a different foot, going to a school in the city, Stellan Adler. Nice. (laughs) All right. How yeah. do you think that transition is going to be from, like, Poughkeepsie to um, New York City? I mean, it's I've been to Poughkeepsie a couple of times. It's, it's a much different environment than New York City. Oh, uh, yeah, it's completely different. Um, I, It's a lot to take in and consider. And as far as the, not only just school, but work, apartment, living, um. I'm excited about the thought itself as of right now, but I'm still going through each process of how it's going to happen, but I can't wait. I'm very excited to attend a school in the city, especially an acting school that's strictly on what my focus is right now. So I think it's going to go very well. to um to be training all the time for your craft and also i'm sure how do you think do you i'm sure that there will be a lot of networking involved too not only with school but being in the city you'll be able to meet a lot more people and just like around just be around a lot more which i'm sure will be very helpful for your career too yeah, the school is designed. The school is designed. Uh, the reason why this program works for me is because some of the conservatories are very, very strict, and you cannot work while you're in the conservatory. And although I'm not knocking education, but I'm not a fan of giving up opportunities uh, so you can sit in the classroom. So the Stell Adler program is good because you can work while you're in the program, and if you miss a day you know, you just miss a day, you know. So it is a good program, and it's only three days a week, and it's mostly at night, uh, so during the day. So pretty much we'll be in school, like, 
nine or 10 hours a week. So that's good enough for now while he works and has money and has a job and can cater and can do background and can do modeling jobs, et cetera, et cetera, bartending, whatever. So he can support himself. In the meantime, he's getting his training. He's meeting people. He's growing as a person because you cannot become a model and an actor living in any other city. You can't live in Poughkeepsie and do this as a career. You can do it as a hobby, but you cannot do it as a career. And that is a, one of the main reasons why I want him here. So he can just grow as a person going to school is a perk and, and everything. But uh, the purpose of him to be here 24 seven is so he can actually become a real actor and model and not, you know, a part-time one trucking on the train back and forth every week, because that's not real. That's kind of half pretend. So the reason yep. that's one of the main reasons. And plus the school obviously is world renowned. So it's not like a, you know, hole in the wall school where no one's ever heard of it. Every casting director breathing knows that school. So it's impressive. It shows that you stuck to something and that you fulfilled it and that you had great teachers. Uh, the entire staff is great. So it doesn't really matter which teacher you have because they're all very uh, well known. And um, yeah, it's a good, it's good on the resume that you went to a prestigious school at a young, youngish age, and you stuck it out. So that's another reason why I want him going. And it's right. not that, and it's um, not that costly. It's a really reasonable price, considering of the prestigiousness of it. It's not, you know, five figures. It's it's medium four figures, and to me, that's fair. That is very fair, especially if it's going to give you all of the tools or give you the exactly. be a successful actor. Yeah. That's that's awesome, especially for the price point. <laughs> I paid a yeah, lot I mean, the me, list uh, is ridiculous. For my English I mean, Ryan degree, Gosling, that's for sure. Mark, yeah, the list of people that have gone there, Ryan Gosling, Mark Ruffalo, you know, Marlon Brando, you know, lots of people. Leo, there. So, Jack, what did you say? Shannon Tatum. Shannon Tatum, exactly. So uh, the list of people that have come out of that school is great. So it's a, it's good. I mean, the chances are great if, the thing with acting school is that everyone has potential to work. It's a lot of people get disillusioned by going to school and then they're like, wow, this is so hard. How do I actually get a paying job? How do I get an agent? How do I get a manager? And they kind of give up after four years of it. Luckily the conservatory isn't four years. It's a good one to two years and you can stop at any time. If you feel you've gotten enough out of it, you can stop and you can go back or you can take individual classes or you can take one class a week. I mean, it's designed to work for you. It is not a prison where you like have to be there five days a week from X, Y, Z time to this time. Um, like I said, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. I mean, and again, it's setting you up for success and if you're able to work, and network and have the have the prestige of the school. That's that's fantastic. That's a really great opportunity. Uh-huh. So, Ryan, there's a saying yeah. that success leaves clues. So, what is it about Corey that tells you that he's going to be successful? Well, he's very pleasant to be around, and that's half the battle sometimes with these kids. Is uh, do they annoy me? And can I sit and speak to them for a half an hour without wanting to strangle them? 
So, you know, he has to, he's very pleasant. He's very helpful. He does dishes. He's very soft-spoken. He's not aggressive and loud and irritating. So these are good qualities. He's uh, very beautiful. So his features are great, and they photograph nicely, and they look great on camera. Um, those are really the two main things that attracted me to him. The work that we have to do is we have to work on memory skills. We have to work on diction. And those things are just as important as him, as his skin looking good and him looking good because the way you speak and the way you present yourself is crucial, just as good, just as crucial as what you look like. So luckily the DNA is there because he looks great and the, the other things can be worked on, you know, so I'd rather have that issue than have someone who you've got to work on their looks because that's a lot harder to do actually. Um, And I'm not trying to be superficial and say looks are everything, but unfortunately in this business, they kind of are. So (laughs) it is what it is. (laughs) These are the facts. So (laughs) these are the facts and looks are important. And, in this industry, if you don't have them, it's a harder road for you. And uh, I'm sure someone's going to write something nasty about me for saying that, but I really don't care because they use the facts. <laughs> well, pe- people don't like the truth, but the fact is, is that with modeling and with acting, Beauty you have sells. to look a certain way. Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Beauty sells. So you don't want, you definitely have to have that it factor in order to even get your foot in the door. Exactly. And and definitely there are plenty of really beautiful actresses and actors out there who can't act their way out of a paper bag. But, you know, someone put, somebody liked them and pushed them and they got a role and then they got a second role, then they got a fourth role, then they got an eighth role. And then yeah, after your sixth or seventh or eighth role, you have a career. And you're yeah. not even that good. But hey, doesn't matter. You're looking on camera. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Believe me, I, I could go down the list, but that'll get me in trouble. You know, because there, there are plenty yeah. of them. We're we're not trying to get you in trouble tonight, Ryan. Maybe next time, but not tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so. so, Corey, what is your, like you with the acting and everything? Like, what is like your? I, I know. I feel like I've asked you the same question a couple times. But, like, what is your favorite part of all of it? Besides the food, because you're going to make me hungry. I haven't had dinner yet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My favorite part of it is, like, the whole act in itself is just um, using your imagination to, like, like when I act and I'm where I want to be, like, the whole idea of acting is just, like, just using your imagination and being something you're not or pretending to be somewhere you're not like just it's completely out of the box and that whole idea itself because ever since I was young I grew up with three brothers and it was very easy for me to do that so like it's basically to me being myself on camera and um that whole idea has just always been fun, always been funny to me. And he he's actually very creative. He puts these little skits together and these parodies, um, kind of like Saturday Night Live skits, and they're actually very good. 
they're fairly uh, entertaining. Uh, so he's done a few here and he's done a few at home up with his friends up there and they're actually cute and funny and it shows creativity. So that's great because when you're acting, you have to be open to anything. You have to be able to play everything. If they want him to be a man baby, he should be able to do it. Or if they want him to be like the boy next door, or if they want him to be the bad boy, or if they want him to be a drug addict, if they want him to be, you know, anything, he should be able to do it. And having a good imagination helps because he does. He thinks of these little skits to do and does them with his iPhone. And they actually don't look so bad. I was fairly impressed. I was like, ah, this isn't so bad. <laughs> so it shows creativity. Cool. That's good. You can't, you, can't buy, you can't teach that. You can't teach creativity. You really can't. You can nurture it and bring it out. But if you don't have it, you just don't have it. Yeah, that's very true. I know a lot of people think that they're creative, but they're really not. That's that's it's, that's a great innate challenge to have if you're going to go into acting, because I'm sure that directors and people will love that about you. That's awesome. Yeah, because they don't have to work oh. so hard. Sometimes they can just give you a scenario, and you can come up with ideas and be like, "Hey, how about this? And how about that?" Directors like actors that are slightly uh, communicative and and give feedback and show some initiative. They don't want to have to do everything for you. They can direct you in the right direction, but if they have to do every single thing and you don't bring anything to the table, um, it, it's boring. Yeah, I feel like creativity is a, is a give and take any, whenever you're working on a project with someone because the more creative all the parties are, then the more beautiful mm-hmm. an end result you have, no matter what you're working on, whether it's a movie or a book or um, anything like that. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's awesome. Okay, Ryan, so I'm going to ask you the question that um, Michael actually wanted me to ask you. So can you explain to us, like, there's a lot of um, bad press online just about, like, model agencies and management agencies and different things like that because people think that when you go to an agency that they should pay for your headshots and they should pay for your classes and all. Can you explain to us? why that isn't the case, why they should have to actually make some kind of investment in their career? Well, that's a two-part question, two-part answer. The first part is, you know, it's just like going to college when you go to school. Someone has to pay for your books or pay for your dorm room or pay for the actual semester that you're in school, you know, unless you are a genius and you get a scholarship or unless you're a sports star and you get a scholarship. It works very similar in modeling. If you're 15 years old and five foot 11 and you're a girl from Poland and you're amazing, the agency will advance it and bring you to New York and get your photos done and get your, get you some nice dresses, et cetera. But when you start to work, you have to pay that back. But if you do not look like that, then you have to pay for these things yourself and you have to get yourself to New York and you have to find your own apartment and you have to get your own materials and you have to buy your book and you have to buy your cards. An agency is not going to pay for that because I agencies don't know when you're going to make that money back. How committed are you? How long are you staying in the city? How, how, how much dedication do you have? So yes, you have to pay for your own things up front. And a lot of agencies are getting the message and doing that. I mean, back in the seventies and eighties and nineties, a lot of the agencies were expunging six figures a year on models who never would show up for things, six figures, like hundreds of thousands of dollars spending money on flights and cards and books and pictures. And then the model flakes out after three months. Oh, I want to go home or, 
oh, I miss my dog, and oh, I want to, you know, whatever. And then, you yeah. know, we've spent $10,000 on you, and we're never getting that money back. So agencies have wisened up, and especially in the day and age of computers, where models have become less and less loyal, where they're too much on Instagram and Facebook talking to people instead of putting time into their career, they are less likely to survive because the agencies are tired of it. Agents are tired of, why are you shooting with this person? Why are you talking to this photographer? Why is this person contacting you on Instagram? You should not be speaking to them. So they've kind of come together and they're like, you know what, we're not paying for anything. You pay for everything. And then you see what it's like when you don't make that money back because you think everything's funny and you can go run around the city and do whatever you want. So agents are tired of it. I don't pay for anything. I mean, I really don't. When someone wants books or cars or whatever, they have to pay for it. I'm not paying for it because it, and then it gives them a reason to uh, work harder to make their money back. Cause I just spent a couple hundred dollars on X, Y, Z. I need to work hard and go to the gym and do whatever, do whatever I need to do to make that money back. And I think that's a good thing. Why should everything be handed to you? So if you want to go to law school and, and go to the best law school and you think you're good at the law and then you want to go to school and spend $40,000 a year, you better be amazing when you get out because that money has to be paid back. So it's, it's a similar, uh, similar scenario where once you spend the money, you will work harder to get it back instead of having everything handed to you. So a lot of agencies have been tired of it. That rumor and that myth of agencies will pay for things came from the 80s and 90s when agencies actually did pay for everything. But those days are over. Those days have been over for almost two decades. So, But unfortunately, the stigma still stands, and people are still stuck on, oh, agencies should pay for everything because they did it 20 years ago. Well, that was 20 years ago. You know, agents have, have wisened up over the years. Uh, with spending money and not getting it back because models are flight, flaky and flighty and one minute they want to be a model and the next minute they want to be a circus clown. So therefore, you know, now we spend thousands of dollars on you and you've wasted our time. So they just don't do it anymore. So that's all. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's good because like any, with anything, you have to have some skin in the game. Like if you're going to be a professional athlete, in order to become a baseball player or a basketball player or a football player, you have to invest a lot of money into people don't realize that you have to invest money into the camp and then just like the equipment and the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, so it's it's the same thing. It's a profession it's a professional industry. So people really need to be aware that like whenever you're doing something like that, you do have to have some skin in the game and you have to put out money because not everything in life is handed to you. No, if you want to be a, a plumber in your hometown, you can't show up to someone's house and be like, do you have a wrench? Like, why don't you have the wrench? <laughs> I'm not buying you a wrench. <laughs> you should have it. <laughs> you know, that means you have exactly. to go buy it at home yeah, or wherever. A lot of people need to, like, realize that, like, because they think, because like you said, like, everyone, it was handed to people for so long. Now you have to show up equipped for the job that you're trying to have. So that's awesome. Yeah, times have changed. I mean, the industry's changed. I mean, like I said, back in the 80s and 90s when I was modeling, the agents had supreme control. I mean, I wasn't allowed to blink without permission. So, therefore, there was no chance of me straying or being disloyal or speaking to a photographer behind, a mo behind an agent's back because there was no physical way to do it. 
And let's say, like, having to run into, run into me in the bathroom or something at a movie or something. I mean, there was, there was no way for photographers <laughs> to get a hold of models. It was impossible. Now it's so possible. Agents have lost thousands and thousands of dollars a year on shady models who are like, I'm going to Instagram this person and see if I can get a shoot with them. Okay, well, you've just done the agent's job, so why am I paying for everything? Oh, no, 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 you're paying for it. <laughs> yep. Very true. So. Well, this half an hour has flown by tonight. So. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah, so. we have one minute left. Any final <laughs> comments for me? Yeah, do you have any comments to make, Corey, for in your for last 90 seconds here? Um, well, I would like to say thank you for having me. It was amazing being on here. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thank you. thank you for taking the time to be on with us. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Okay. And I'd like to say the same thing. And um, tomorrow we have a live show from the Gold Bar. We'll be talking to celebrity stylist Eric Warburton and a few special guests who it will be literally live. So we will have no idea what guests are coming until they are standing right in front of me. (laughs) I can't be back on the show and hear all about it. (laughs) So, but Derek will be there because he is uh, scheduled to be there, but everyone else will be a question mark. It'll be really fun and spontaneous. And we'll be live from the gold bar in Soho, New York for a big party for La Palme magazine. So that will be exciting because we'll have special guests just popping in and we'll ask them quick questions and figure it out. Awesome. Well, if anyone would like more information on how you can become an actor, model, or musician and meet industry leaders like Ryan Colby, visit ammsociety.com. Okay, very good. Thank you so much, Denise. Thank you. Have a great night. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye.